Welcome to the Women's Take. My name is Perry Meltzer. And I'm Charlotte Steinberg. And this is our first episode. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited. This is our first episode, Perry. This is great. We have a variety of things we're going to touch on. We're going to let you guys get to know us. Uh, We're going to talk about our predictions for this Arizona Cardinals, Los Angeles Rams game that is currently 9 minutes and 18 seconds left in the first quarter. Which I find really interesting. Okay, first of all, Jalen Ramsey's out. For COVID protocol, yes. Which has been hitting all sports very hard. The NFL has over 37 positive COVID tests Monday. And, which is like ridiculous. And major players are now out of the game. I wasn't aware of the complete total numbers, I'm going to be honest. But I did see it affected the Yankees quite a bit and a few other MLB teams. We'll get into that later. But um, we just want to introduce ourselves, guys. Obviously, some of our friends have already started to uh, subscribe to our chat on Instagram. But... Um, my name is Charlotte Steinberg. I am a current, we like to call, junior sophomore, but I actually transferred from Michigan State, and I am majoring in broadcast and digital journalism in the Newhouse School, woo-woo, and here on campus, I am involved in SU Athletics, I am in a sorority, and I do a lot of other stuff with my friends, obviously, and yeah, I've been wanting to go to Syracuse forever. I've always been interested in sports. Have always wanted to become a sports broadcaster, and it's still my dream. And yeah, I'm really excited when Perry approached me with this idea, and I was like, yeah, of course. Um, hi guys, my name is Perry. I am a junior here at Syracuse University. I'm also Charlotte's roommate. I'm also involved in SU athletics, uh, more on the science side. My major is health and exercise science. I was originally a pre-med student that loved sports and wanted to go into that industry, but I have actually taken a turn and decided to pursue the sports industry a lot more heavily, whether it's the journalism side or the advertising marketing side, I'm not completely sure yet. I am from Rockland County, New York, and a new resident of Park Ridge, New Jersey. And Syracuse was not on my radar originally. I actually was a huge UNC and UVA fan, and I think my dad is one person who's very excited that I'm at Syracuse as he's a huge Big East basketball fan. Oh, sorry. I forgot to mention, I'm actually from New York City. So um, on this podcast, you're going to hear a lot of me talking about the Knicks. I have been a Knicks fan since Jared Jeffries. Yeah, I know. You're probably thinking, who the hell is Jared Jeffries? But um, Jared Jeffries is one of the best players. My favorite Knicks player of all time is David Lee. Like, That's ins- an interesting choice. Really? Mine is Jason Kidd. Okay, Jason Kidd's, like, not an OG. He's well, I Nets. liked him because I sat courtside at the Nets a lot as a child, my dad, and he was my favorite then, and then when he got traded to the Knicks, I happened to actually get his jersey, and he just happened to be... We were so little kids at the time, the whole true, insanity true. issue as well. And, you know, 2015, when Jason Kidd joined the Knicks, he was playing with Carmelo Anthony, he was playing mm-hmm. Tyson Chandler. It was a great group. He was playing with Raymond Felton, and I'm like, I'm, wow. If I'm mistake, not mistaken, they did make it pretty far in the playoffs that year. They did, and I will always remember, I went to a game, it was like the Charlotte Hornets with the Knicks, the score was like, let's just imagine, viewers, okay, I know you can't see me, but just imagine, the score is like 29 to 40, it's like second quarter, midway, and Raymond Felton just goes up for a layup with this hard Tyson Chandler pick, and I just will always remember David Lee going right to the basket, and I was sitting courtside with my brother, and I was like, oh my god, that's David Lee! (laughs) Okay, anyways. So we're going to go away from the Knicks for a second. Projections for the uh, game tonight. We see it is currently Monday, December 13th. As you're telling you this, we are watching the stat line for this game develop. 
and it is a 71.6 probability for Arizona. They are up 3 nothing right now. What do you think the final score of this game is going to be, Charlotte? Okay, well, Los Angeles has been pretty good away. They're 4-2 and two on the road. And Arizona is 3-2 and two at home, but also I just think Matthew Stafford in these type of scenarios, like, Arizona's going to make the playoffs. They're 10-2. and two. Let's be honest here. And Los Angeles... Even without J.J. Watt. Which is... What's happened to J.J. Watt? Remind he me. He had a... I don't know exactly what his injury was. Um, he's got some... He's always got a lot of injuries, but it happens to be that Zach Ertz is a real great addition to this team. And I think that See, his addition has been helpful, for sure. I knew Zach Ertz was... I know we're really getting off topic, but... I knew that Zach Ertz was on his way out of Philadelphia. First of all, his wife, you know, Julie Ertz, really big in the soccer mm-hmm. scene, which we will talk about for She was just traded. Which we will too. talk about later with all the WNSL. And WSL, actually. Sorry, <laughs> I am not educated in the sports field, uh, in the soccer but field. But Arizona has not ruled him out to return this year. As of four weeks ago, he had a dislocated shoulder and, in quotes, other associated damage, according to ArizonaSports.com. Interesting. So what... J.J. So, Watt, I will always remember him in the Texans. He was swatting down He was always great. He was just around a really not-so-solid group of guys. And also his quarterback is under investigation. And controversial, so. obviously. Um, you know my feelings for Matthew Stafford. I love the guy. You will learn this in future episodes, but <laughs> Matthew Stafford is like basically like me to the Knicks is like Perry to Matthew I Stafford. I love Stafford. He's a solid guy. My family has a personal connection to him and his family. And their causes and what they donate money to. I love them. Didn't his wife go through something? She actually had a very similar... She had the exact same surgery that my mom had. And they donate tons of money a year to the foundation. Arizona in the red zone. I know. I see. I'm looking right now. And I see that... I think that Cooper Cup has the most receptions of any receiver in the league. I I wanted to pick him up in fantasy. I did too. But Aaron happened to have grabbed him. Yes. Oh, huge pick. Wow. Los Angeles Rams with a pick. That's so, crazy. To get away from this for a second, because we just came up with the topic of Zach Ertz. So NWSL has been kind of crazy recently. Okay. A lot of allegations, but they've had a huge shift in the rosters in the last few weeks. Why is that? So Ashlyn Harris, Allie Krieger have been two names that came really huge in the last few years. Um, they're teammates since around 2010-ish, I would say. And they actually are married now and have a daughter. They were part of the uh, Orlando Pride. And Alex Morgan, you know, the star of the national team with the skills and the looks. You know, she's been a great face for this team. So the two of them just got traded to New York, New Jersey, Gotham FC, and will be playing where the New York Red Bulls play. Shout out to my mom on that one, who is a big obsessed person when it comes to Ashlyn and Allie. She has a heart for them. So, but who doesn't? They're great. So then uh, the Chicago Red Stars made to the championships uh, Julie Ertz lost the championships to Kelly O'Hara and the Washington Spirit. And then two days later, there were allegations that came out about the Red Stars coach. So, what did he do? Sexual, Sorry, guys. I'm still getting educated on the sports field. So, sexual assault allegations. That's what I wrote about for class. Yep. And so, she just got traded to LAFC, which is the owned primarily by Natalie Portman and many other women, Abby Wambach, 1999. It's a fully female-run and operated team now, which is fantastic. So Julie Ertz just got traded there. 
For, if I'm not mistaken, Zachers is from California and she's from Arizona. So I think that it was intentional. See, I Because their families are in those two states. Look, I don't... I think, it, obviously, Zachert's going back to him. I think he wanted to get out of that Philly situation. Like, he didn't, though. That was the interesting thing. But I think the disrespect he started to have, get from them, he decided it was the best choice for him and his family. How many years has he been with the team? I don't know the he's exact He's been number. there a long time. You I know, would say he's been there for a solid six, five, six years. Like, he should be getting the respect. Obviously, he's not to this caliber, but, like... When you're a leader for that much of time, and you're that... He was the captain. He was a captain? I think... I don't know if he had a captain's patch. Okay, well... Some teams don't do them. Uh, I don't know if the Eagles do. I don't I don't know. Anyways... We're not still adult. We're New York sports fans. We're New York fans, sports so we're, fans, we so we're still things. learning about everything. But I just think the respect that Zach Ertz... Philly fans, please correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, but I think Zach Ertz should be getting the respect of players like Tom Brady or DeAndre 100%. Hopkins. That is a leadership. He's that caliber. And so we see that trade happen, and then the rumors start to circulate about Alex Morgan, who um, came to Orlando from Portland, where she was then heavily criticized for leaving, but her husband at the time was playing in Orlando. She just signed with San Diego Wave FC, a new team who will be joining the Angel City FC and having their campaign begin in 2022. The interesting thing is the president of San Diego is Jill Ellis. If many of you do not know that name, some of you do, she's the head co- former head coach of the U.S. Women's National Team that led them to the 2015 and 2019 Women's World Cup wins. And defender Abby Dahlkemper, who is a center back, will be her teammate. So you'll have a solid key player in the front end and a solid key player in the back end. Alex Morgan is from Diamond Bar, California, which is a... Ba- which is a uh, suburb of LA so I'm very excited to see what she's going to do in a brand new team then the good thing about this you know many people will say it's not good for her career she's 32 she wants to start a family make this jump I say it's the best thing she could have ever done because this they're going to be building a team around her okay so that's interesting so a lot of obviously movement in the soccer women's World. professional league but also you know what's coming up NBA I know. Where any big names you're expecting to see some trades on? Okay. Any contracts that are up? Anyone who wants out? And yeah. Damian Lillard wants to play with Ben Simmons. We know that's not going to happen. I'm sorry, NBA fans, but I'm sorry. You're not going to see at the deadline Ben Simmons and Dane playing together. First Why of all, do they want to play together so badly? Okay, so, like, the Portland Trailblazers rank, mm-hmm. like, 29th or 30th in defense. CJ McCollum and Dame Lillard just don't play defense well together. Like, they have great chemistry on the court. It's like the they... least used team in 2K. Exactly. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, Dame, it's Dame time, remember, always. But <laughs> the reason Ben Simmons and him want to play together, obviously, because one of them brings that offensive spark. The other plays that defensive, ground, slap the floor defense. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to happen unless either... Portland gives up C.J. McCollum. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Which I don't see happening either. See, I don't know. I was talking to someone, and I just don't get why would you break up the chemistry between the two? Like, they've been playing for years and years. And, you know, obviously they haven't gone far. They've never reached the finals together. They have reached the, mul- the multiple times the playoffs. But what I find interesting, actually, is Julius Randle with the Knicks right now. Mm-hmm. He's doing well. He is doing terribly, actually. Really? Yes. He Did he sh- start the season well? He started the season well, but he's now shooting... Obi is also another one. Obi is interesting because Obi is 
actually in health and safety protocols right now. I did see that. Which is interesting because also the Bulls, on off topic, but the Bulls actually got shut down their last two games because right now because How Zach Levine up? tested positive and Ian Spose. Zach Levine? Levine, whatever. Is it Levine or Levine? No, it's Levine. Pretty it sure. Is. Yes. I so know Zach Levine. Back to Julius Randle. Julius Randle is is shooting 17. Okay, get this number. 17%? 17 for 48 is Oof. last four games. Evan Fournier. He should, have, she, he should be controlled beyond the three. He should be trying to make assists. He's clearly hitting a rough patch. And you know, the interesting thing is we all came into the season thinking the Knicks were going to be this great team. They started out strong, had a few great wins here and there. Then they just got their butts kicked by Milwaukee last night. Well, actually interesting you say that because... Honestly, if you think about it, I remember Quentin Grimes actually broke the most threes by a New York rookie with seven. I did see that in one game, correct? Yes, in one game. I didn't know if it was between a couple games or if it was... I think he broke J.R. Smith's record, which is really interesting because J.R. Smith obviously loved him. He was an interesting character, but he was great. But I think that what's happening with the NBA right now is, first of all, Kyrie, that whole situation we're Mm -hmm. not going to get into, but... um, I just think the NBA has a lot of moving parts, obviously. But the Knicks are really intriguing because they have these... The thing with the Knicks, when they have low expectations, they excel. When they have high expectations, Mm, they they they, dip. Yeah, they really dip. And that's what's really happening with... As we transition to football back again as a full circle. But the Knicks, the problem with them, they need to move Evan Fournier. That contract is absolutely terrible. But you're not going to be able to move that... Unless you're giving first round picks. My mom explained that the uh, New York Knicks are the New York Knicks are the equivalent to the Detroit Lions. No, the Detroit Pistons are the equivalent of the Detroit Lions. Well, I would say in comparison of the two sports with two polar teams, two teams that you have high expectations for, high expectations for, high expectations for, and then they continue to let you down between the two year the years. Listen, Detroit had Stafford. Now they have Jared Goff. Jared Goff is, not, let's be honest here, he is not going to last long in Detroit. I don't think he will, but, you know, I was reading some things that he was really quite the professional. He went from a team that was in the Super Bowl two years ago. Yep. Now he's on a team that's, like, what, 1-11? 1-10? Something. There, it's, but uh, back to the picks for tonight. Who is your, who do you think is going to win? I am for sure taking Arizona. You are. I am for sure taking Arizona. And okay. also... I, my score prediction right now is 28-17 Arizona over the Lions. and or Lions. Over the Rams, sorry. Um, <laughs> I think Stafford pulls a two-pick game. He throws for two-pick two, game. Yeah. Okay, how many touchdowns do you think he's going to throw for? Um, I think he's going to throw me. Let's go with a solid a 210 yards thrown. Okay. Two touchdowns. See, I have high expectations. I've got... Uh, I don't, I think Ertz, I'm not sure if he's playing tonight, I did not check, but... He is playing. He is playing, so I have him and Matt Stafford both on my, one of my fantasy teams. So guys, viewers, we're actually in a fantasy league. Well, this is my other league. This, this is uh, the, I got them on one. So that, uh, I am curious to see, I would hope they would both do well, which is contradicting, but I do think the Rams will win. Um, I think my mom feels the same. She's a big Sean McVay fan. I think that... Does your mom like Sean McVay for his looks or actually his talent? His looks, of course. Of course. Why you not? gotta... You know, the stereotypical <laughs> that all the women love these coaches and these players for the looks. But then there's Perry and I who love actually the talent yeah, and watching exactly. people play. But we think that they're very good. 
And shout out to the ACC for bringing the tournament back to New York this Amazing. year. Amazing. Great. Great. I think the Rams will win, but I see Stafford having an okay night and not being the reason. I think that he might not throw great, but Cooper Cup is just so good that he'll make those receptions. What about Odell? OBJ. I'm really an anti-OBJ person. If I've got to say there's one person in the league I hate, it's him. I don't like his demeanor. I don't like his cockiness. The guy's been on three teams, and I really do think part of the reason is his morale. He's just not a good teammate. See, look, Cooper Cup. Jarvis Laundrie is the only person who likes him because they went to college together. Cooper Cup already has four targets tonight for 32 yards. The guy's on fire. So that's pretty good, but Odell only has one target. But I I think think with Odell, he is the problem in the locker room. That's what you got to worry about. And I just don't. He's a big problem. If Sean McVay can't control, like, look, you you got Odell, you got Cooper Cup. Like, that is. And then you got these other receivers they have. They got Sony Michelle in the backfield. Like, you got all these players and all these personalities. Like, obviously, Matt Stafford came to L.A. wanting Super Bowl, everything mm-hmm. that he's never gotten with the Detroit Lions, obviously. Yeah, but, and he had the potential for all these years. He's had the potential. He is easily one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL, if not one of the best. And I think when he's with the right group, he's one of the best. He's had some really big numbers. I've had some solid weeks that I've had about had 25 points from him in fantasy. Yeah, but, like, you can't compare him to a Tom Whereas Mahomes Brady. has been a huge letdown for me in fantasy this season. Well, the Chiefs are having a little bit of a weird season, to be honest. And, you know, I just think that he, like, Matthew Stafford doesn't confer- compare to, like, a quarterback like a Tom Brady. Or an Aaron Rodgers. or a I, think, big, a big I, I really think it's because Aaron Rodgers has always been around talent, and so has Tom Brady. Tom Brady had Gronk and Edelman for most of his career. True, and he had an amazing defense. Right, come on. You, got, you can't even compare with the tools. Now that Stafford's got tools around him, I've also had a real liking this season to uh, Indianapolis. I've always been a very big Carson Wentz fan, but it's been very interesting to me because Hard Knocks has the season this year. It's like the in the season. It's like... Cooper Not the Cup. preseason. You score a touchdown? Nope. Five-yard line. So I really do love the whole hard knock series, and they have an Indianapolis one, and I've gained a lot of respect for that team because they really are getting so much better. You know, and the one team I am going to continue to be heartbroken by is... Who? The Jets. Okay. They are the bad news bears. Okay, but, like, <laughs> honestly, they... I Look, I love Joe Douglas. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but, like... You got Denzel Mims. You got that Elijah Moore. You got, like, all, like, the defense. You got Quinn Williams. Touchdown Rams, by the way, also. Beckham Jr. Mekhi Becton is, they said, I think his weight went up a little bit too much. Kind of like we saw someone talk about with Zion Williams. The weight fluctuation has not been so great for some of these athletes. And I hate to be the whole, do the whole body shaming thing, but it seems like it is inhibiting these guys from recovering from their injuries. Because Mekhi Becton is still injured, and he was supposed to be an integral part in this team. See, but that's also in the college basketball league um, with Duke. Pablo Benchero mm-hmm. has actually lost. I think he loses around. Oh yeah, it's five. It's, I think it's fifteen pounds a game because he, he lo- sweats so much and he cramps. Yeah, but like he, that's just like that's a crazy stat. Let's be honest. It's here. crazy, and it's it's a real fluke. And to give you my exercise science spiel on that, I really. It's not something we've brought up in class. It is not something common. They have a cocktail of liquids, it seems, with, like, Gatorade and something and maybe, like, a mixture of Pedialyte that they're giving him 
at timeouts because the guy is sweating so badly and cramping so badly. And, you know, I deal with athletes on a regular basis for my internship, and I don't ever see this. You know, what's interesting, like, Paulo obviously is going to be one of the top two picks between him and Chet Holgram. Of course. But, but he's got, they've got to figure this out and get it under control. Obviously, but I just think, like, the college basketball world is very interesting right now. Obviously, Gonzaga kind of fell off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Duke's been okay. Syracuse just lost to Georgetown. You know, the ACC. Which you projected was going to fall the other way. I thought Syracuse was actually going to win because I thought that Buddy was going to have a 20-point performance. like he did And I think he had 17 points for the day. See, I wasn't that far off. Like, not so bad. But not you so did bad. think they'd win, and the interesting thing is we're not in their conference, but still a big rivalry. You know, I'm pulling off, I'm pulling up right now the college basketball rankings because what I under, don't understand is like, you know what a team that you really got to watch out for is the Arizona Wildcats. That team is yeah. on fire. They just beat Illinois on Saturday, and then they had Wyoming, which is, you know, never been ranked I for a long time. I didn't even know they were playing basketball. That's and how relevant they are. Also, they beat Michigan, who's now unranked. You know, Michigan they were, fans. They were higher. They, they were, were higher, but, you know, they beat Oregon State. They beat all these good teams. They're ranked number eight in the new poll, but Michigan really fell off looking at them I see now. Michigan, um, Alabama being the final for the college football championships. That's your prediction? I, I was going to say Georgia, but I don't think that's possible, actually. Georgia, you know, that's another. Georgetown. Georgia. Georgia. UGA, Sorry. baby. Yeah. The Uga. You know, that bulldog there. Mascot. Uga? Did you just call it Uga? Yeah. It's called UGA. No, but, like, I know the school's UGA, but the mascot's the dog, the bulldog. What do they call it? Ugga. Do they really? Yeah. Look it up. <laughs> Anyways, oh talking God. about college basketball, but UCLA, who made a surprise run in the March Madness last year, which we will be talking about on this pod. We love basketball. It's one of our favorite sports. We are big bracket doers. We love brackets, which we will be talking about on this podcast because we will be debating it. But, um, anyways, we're going to be transitioning now to um MLB MLB yeah let's talk MLB what are what are your thoughts on the lockout Trevor Trevor story I think that the Yankees have been patiently waiting for the time to pick up their chosen shortstop and I really think it's going to be Trevor story I think that the Yankees have been patient this lockout has happened they haven't aren't able to make deals I don't know if that satisfied contact with players but I think Trevor Story is going to be the guys the Yankees need to fill that infield puzzle. I am certain of it. I thought that we had a few other guys. Carlos Carrera, I wanted nothing to do with him. You know, he was bashing Jeter, who, if you're a Yankee fan, you love Jeter, then, you know, we love Jeter. Yeah, well, you know, the thing with Perry and I, actually, Perry's a huge Yankee fan. And I'm Whole the, family. Whole family. And my whole family is, what you guess? Mets fan. New York Metropolitan. Yeah. Meet the Mets. Meet the Mets. My favorite song. Anyways, the Mets. We just got Max Scherzer. We have the top duo in MLB history. You and do, but you lack in a lot of areas still. Well, look, we got we still got Francisco Lindor for racked up and we Chris Bryant is not gonna sign with you. I think so. I saw that he's potentially going back to Chicago. He wants to go back to Chicago. Yeah, but like Javi Baez also got interested from the Cubs and he didn't go back and now he's with the Tort Lions. No, what's the Tigers? I keep doing this to myself. Money. You know, also who's spending really big money? The Rangers. 
They just got Corey Seager, who I knew the your Yankees wanted. You know, it's so interesting because they are just a endless money stream right now. You know, Rangers, Texas, big money. You got Mark Cuban with the Dallas Mavericks. You got Rangers. You know, like there's money to be played in Texas. Mark Cuban is a real interesting dude. He's he's really smart too. It's interesting to listen. to. I will never like the Dallas Mavericks because Chris I like Luca. I like Luca, but Kristaps just like he was a letdown. It was look. He got booed on draft night. He got all this stuff, but to, for him to go out the way he did, what a catch by the Arizona Cardinals. I don't know who that was, but what a freaking catch. Wow. And there's a flag on the play. Oop, AJ Green has to be at least 30 yards. Anyways, 30 yards? That's, an ex- that's a... At least. At oh, I thought least. you were going to say the penalty. I was like, no, that's not possible. No, but he definitely... I'm looking Would he at just the, make a catch for 30? He just made... I'm looking right now, but... And L.A. has scored since. Yeah, the Odell Beckham touchdown. Sorry, guys. We're, like, watching the game while we talk because we always want to have what you're going to see a little theme with us is we're going to watch a game while we're talking so we can have integrate it. Have most current info. Yeah, that. most current info, obviously. Uh, we- back to MLB. Lockout has not happened since 1996, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, or is it 94? Sh- before our age. Before our time period, I should say, of the age. We are. Um, I'm going to look out right now, but keep talking. But I think the Yankees have been patient. They're waiting. They've got more money than any sports franchise in the world. They're the richest sports team. I think that they chose to wait this long. Um, I did not want Carlos Carrera, as I said. Corey Seager would have been great. But I think that Trevor Story is going to be that piece. I think that he is exactly what they need. I think that they had... There was also talk of Freddie Freeman... But I think Anthony Rizzo has been great. You know, I would die if they took Freddie. He's, like, probably one of my favorite players. But I do think they will keep Rizzo. I think that the decision to keep, potentially keep Voight would be also great. I'm really not so happy with that re-signing of Sanchez. I just don't think he's a great addition. He the Mets is, are looking at Sanchez. I would love if they take him. He's really just baggage. He has a hitting streak here and there. But the guy can't do his job, which is to block the ball and catch the ball. And then Kyle Higashioka is way better in that position. And fun fact for many of you that don't know this, Kyle Higashioka actually was Garrett Cole's catcher in the development leagues when they were teenagers. Wow, that's interesting. So they've known each other. That chemistry. And that's why he's always catching for Cole. Got it. Well, you know, Garrett Cole's never going to, like, you guys, you know, the Yankees, I've always thought of this. The Mets have the pitching. The Yankees have the power. Like, the hitting power. And But then there's that whole thing about the pitcher's, Hitting in the National League. Jacob DeGrom can hit. Right. In the American League, we don't do that. We have the DHing, which is see, where you can pick and choose who you have hitting. I want a DH so bad. You want them to switch it over. I want them during to During COVID, it. they did, though, correct? No. I'm pretty sure the pitchers were not hitting during COVID to avoid contact with the players. No, I think they were still hitting. I don't think so. I think, um, let me look this up. Well, Perry looks that up um, because... A, we're still looking for a stats person, but if you're interested, please DM us on at the women's takes. It's a quick shout out. But um, anyways, I think, you know, with the MLB lockout, the players want to play. The so owners- season 2021, excuse me, uh, season, it says the game on the field, though, we will include pitchers hitting in the National League parks just as it has in every season except 2020. Wow. So this year they did go back to it, but during that shortened COVID season, they did not, and I think it was to avoid contact with other players. Interesting. You know, um, I think that with the MLB, what I was saying is, like, 
The players want to play, obviously. They love the sport. There's a reason they went to it. The owners want to make money off those ticket sales and everything, mm-hmm. have fans. Fans are missing the game. I think they'll resolve it soon. I don't know when because they have a lot of lot of demands for the owners. And, mm-hmm. you know, I know Max Scherzer, new Met, obviously he wants to play with his new team. He's on that board, and he wants to play. But, you know, if they're not going to get their demands, they're not going to answer, and they're not going to – you know, they walked out after, like, I don't know, I was looking at – um. Jeff Passan, he was one of the famous MLB reporters, if you don't know, but they were talking about how they walked out after, like, 15 minutes of conversation. And it locked at 11.59. Mm-hmm. The owners locked out the players. So to wrap this up, what is the sporting event, highlight, etc., that you're looking forward to this week? Um, That's a toss-up, but I'm also... I'm really looking forward to on the 15th when... We and the Knicks trade someone. Either Kemba Walker's on his way out. You think so? Okay. Um, I think we're going to get at least a second pick, a second round pick for Kemba. Stay tuned on the Instagram. I'll sure be talking about that. Yeah, follow us on Instagram at The Women's Take. Of course. I have some new content uploaded to there pretty much daily. Just any big news coming out. We try to, obviously, this week is exam week for us, so we're a little packed up, but we try to upload at least two posts a day. We love to see engagement with people, new followers. We are at 55 followers, and, you know, it's only been how many days? I think since Friday. Wow. Since Monday. So it's you only know, been four days. Four days, 55 it followers. Be, yes, we know a lot of these followers, but word of mouth will help us. Yeah, of course, and we love you listeners having um, uh, questions and mm-hmm. engage. If you guys send in questions, we'll be happy to answer them. But yeah, send it straight to our DMs. But I got to say, my thing this week is the build-up for this NWSL expansion draft. I want to see who else goes to San Diego, who else goes to L.A. There's going to be some real hot teams. I'm very excited about this. Um, and that's really it. I'm excited to see the buildup for that draft. I would love the lockout to end, but as of right now, that's got to be my most exciting thing that's going on. Yeah, definitely NBA, tra- NBA trades that's going to happen. Stay tuned on the account, but... That's going to wrap up our first episode. I know we covered a lot. Yeah, but thank you for joining us. You know, the latest take provided by women, that's a women's take. You know, thank you for joining us. Um, we will be back soon for a second episode, but um, thanks for joining us. And if you stayed this long, remember on Instagram, our social is at the women's take. And it's, again, Charlotte Steinberg and Perry Meltzer. And thank you for joining us. Have a good night.